All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Prep Your Standard NATO. Today's episode is our very first over Skype interview, so hopefully this works out well, and it is with uh, Daniel Carroll. Yes. G'day. <laughs> How are you going? So, thanks. Yeah, good. Uh, thanks so much for jumping on Skype with me. I know you're across the country. <laughs> no problem at all. So today we're talking about CAMS cause. Mm-hmm. What is CAMS cause? Uh, basically, CAMS cause is something, essentially CAMS cause is a couple of mates and getting together to raise some money and I guess remember a, a good friend that happens to be an Australian hero. Cameron Baird uh, was a childhood friend and after he was killed in action, uh, a bunch of the boys got together and said it'd be a good idea to uh, get together and uh, have a few beers and tell some stories about Cameron and what turned out to be a bit of a, I guess, a fundraising activity turned into be a, what are we now, four or five years into a much greater fundraising legacy, I guess, and uh, telling as many people that will listen about the fantastic story about Cameron Baird. And if anyone doesn't recognise the name Cameron Baird, he is a VC recipient. So this is, he's not just a soldier, he's a national hero. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even uh, even as a kid, Cameron was uh, our hero, I guess you could say. Not sure how many of the listeners have seen the pictures of Cameron, but he's quite a, a large lad and he was much bigger than the rest of the kids when we were growing up and um, mm-hmm. uh, to be to be a, a friend of Cameron's was to, to mean you'd be looked after. <laughs> got on the website that his motto in life was aspire to inspire. Yeah, well, um, when Cameron was killed in action, his uh, parents were called in to do all the standard stuff and part of that was clearing out his locker and... Mm-hmm. On the inside of his locker, he had a, a note sticky tape to the inside amongst a, a, a variety of other uh, bits and pieces, and it just said, aspire to inspire. And, and I guess that's what Cameron was modelling himself around as a leader, was to you know, look to do things that would help or look to do things that would be for the betterment of the team. And uh, he always liked to lead from the front, and he, he wouldn't ask his team to do something that he wasn't prepared to do himself. So more of a lead from the front type of operator. Yeah, sounds like a true leader. Uh, definitely. Uh, uh, playing sports as a kid, Cameron was always uh, is pretty gifted when it comes to anything to do sport-wise or I guess anything that involved competition really. And if he wasn't the best, he'd sort of go away and make sure he came back the next time and was uh, much better than his first effort. So he was he was always the type of person that would is more, more than happy to help out uh, other members of the team that weren't quite grasping whatever it is we're trying to do, whether it be cricket, football, basketball, any, anything like that. So how long did you know Cam for? Uh, we met when we were in grade prep, which in Victoria is, what, six-year-old? Yeah, we went to primary school together and around, I think, the 11, 12 year old mark a lot of the kids that went to school were playing local footy and Cameron's parents had uh, decided to sort of hold him back uh, from playing junior football because I guess they feared he he might be much bigger than the other kids he uh, (laughs) might hurt (laughs) hurt too many of them so uh, we played the first couple of years of junior football with barely um, scoring let alone winning a game and just to show you the impact of 
uh, Cameron as a sports person. Uh, within two years of starting football, we went from not scoring to winning a premiership. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> it was quite a difference. That's quite a long friendship you've had too. That's uh, it's quite a number of years. Yeah, we uh, local lads in Glaston Park. We we went to primary school together, and then followed the natural route of going to the the local high school as well. And it was pretty much a very similar friendship group followed all the way through to Year Twelve, and playing football along the way. And Cameron being a pretty gifted sports person was being pursued by. Uh, the court of cannons to play representative football mm. and all through our school lives we uh, thought we were going to be you know after high school we'd be turning up to the mcg to cheer along our mate because he was destined mm-hmm. to play afl football sadly during his last uh, year of under 18 football he damaged his shoulder playing reserves football for geelong football club Mm. And uh, that injury would ultimately see the teams who were pursuing him sort of cool, cool for a, a year or so. And they said, oh, stay into the draft and, you know, we'll look at you again next year when you've recovered from your shoulder injury. Um, but I guess Cameron seeing that, you know, living your life and everyone telling you how good you are, it sort of really didn't sit well with him. And he decided to turn his back on football and focus on his other chosen career, which was joining the army. And that he did, didn't he? Jesus. <laughs> he did. Well, I'm not sure of all the details of uh, what happened in his first year, but he had a few uh, hoops to uh, jump through to join the ranks because because of the shoulder injury. There were some issues around his capability to take part in the, the intake, but he proved everyone wrong. And I think he marched out uh, on his uh, march out parade the first year. He was... Uh, uh, most outstanding soldier, I think it was. Wow. At Kapuka, yeah. Wow, so he, you know, defied their odds and their expectations and just became an, a VC, like that's... Yeah, fun. it was, I think it's one of those things like waving a red rag to a bull, you know, you say you can't do that and it just <laughs> sort of spurs him on to do, uh, just to prove you wrong, just for the, uh, yeah, just for the sake of it. But regardless of, that, that was just the type of person that he was, he was always destined to be good at whatever he wanted to do. And as I said earlier, even if it was something that he wasn't gifted at, whether he was trying something for the first time, he'd just go away and see what he needed to do to be better. He was a constant learner and yeah, always striving to be the best at whatever he did. Great. Uh, that's a, it's a real um, inspirational story, that. Oh, definitely. And you, you see a lot of movies and books and a lot of stories where you see the stereotypical, you know, jock type of person that's, you know, the high school quarterback or whatever in the American movies, they're, mm. then, you know, they're, they're more focused on their boarding abilities and they sort of f- fall away in the other areas of life with the, have a poor personality and, you know, terrible friends and whatever else. But Cameron was sort of the total opposite to that, he, as well as being a, a brilliant sports person. He was always... He had heaps of friends. I, I don't know him ever to have uh, an enemy, even mm-hmm. on the football field. People would just sort of uh, – he had a, a reputation that preceded him that oh, we're playing against uh, Bedsy today, so, you know, we're probably not going to win, but just let's let's try and have a good game type of thing. But uh, he was always inclusive of everyone that wanted to – if we were playing football at school, 
he'd always make sure, you know, if there was any kids hanging around, he'd say, oh, do you want to be on my team? And, you know, everyone, their eyes would light up because, oh, we're on, on Cameron's team, you know, we're going to win. But, yeah, he was always a very friendly person and, yeah, he always reached out to anybody that wanted to be part in whatever he was doing. He, he was very inclusive. And he spent a lot of time raising funds for other charities too, didn't he? He did indeed. He was he was a very – he always liked to look after his team. And yep. uh, I guess that's what sort of got us on the path of raising money is continuing the work that he was doing for uh, his mates in the Se- 2nd Commando Regiment. So mm-hmm. we heard through – well, basically, when when we found out that Cameron had been killed, we a few of the boys got together at the pub and over a couple of beers and some some stories, we heard through one of the boys that um, who had spoken to Cameron's father that Cameron was active in, in in raising money for the guys in in Second Commando Regiment. So we th- we thought, oh, what better way of uh, honouring his legacy it would be to continue down that path. So that's what our first fundraising night ended up being so we set our our sights reasonably low of you know a couple hundred dollars in a sportsman's like uh, sportsman's night like event and now uh, we ended up raising in excess of thirty five thousand dollars so it oh, was holy uh, yeah so it sort of blew us away a little bit and coming away from that night gave us a bit of a sense of an opportunity that we had or more, more a responsibility that we had with the people uh, who we'd been able to talk to through just general talk on the street and even through the rise of social media, it got us in touch with people all around the country and uh, indeed the rest of the world, just uh, sharing Cameron's story and seeing what Cameron meant to other people. Mm. It, it, It just meant that we had a great opportunity to tell his story and the story of all of his teammates the second commando regiment and the great job that they do that's fantastic it sounds like a really a good way to honor him yeah well it's 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 a bit of a surreal feeling that you know we'll we'll never see cameron again but i get a bit of a kick out of talking to his mates in the regiment and we're able to almost trade stories they want to know what cameron was like as a kid and we want to know what cameron was like as a man so you know, we'll get together and have a couple of drinks with them and say, oh, when we were little kids, we did this. And they say, oh, yeah, when we were out on a mission, you know, Cameron was this type of person and whatever else. And it's it's good to see that other aspect of his life that we weren't there to witness firsthand. Do you have any favourite stories you'd like to share? I guess <laughs> <laughs> there's there's lots, lots of stories I'd like to share, but we – what can I pick? Oh, there was, Cameron was never, ever uh, a drinker. We yep. had Cameron, ever since he was identified as being a super footballer, which was very, very early on, he dedicated his his life to achieving that goal. And that meant, you know, always eating the right foods. He, like We'd go out and have pizzas and that sort of stuff, and Cameron still be eating his, his um, healthy food. Uh, mm-hmm. Never... You know, when, when we started drinking as adolescents, as like a 16 or 17-year-old taking a couple of beers down the park, Cameron had come along but always have his, his water bottle by his side. I found that a really, really, or well, now that I'm a little bit older, that was a very, very 
tough thing to do, I guess, with you know peer pressure and whatever else. But uh, that was something that resonated with him, and he, he wanted to make sure that he gave himself every opportunity to do what he wanted to do and do it well. But uh, we got to school his week, and um, at that stage, he was still a very big chance to be drafted into the AFL. So school his week, as most people would know, would be a very, very interesting time for people to you know <laughs> let their hair down and whatever else after a tough year. Well, and, <laughs> um, yeah, after the first couple of hours of being dropped off by parents, there was a couple of the boys had finished drinking a, a bottle of vodka, I think it was, and, you know, doing whatever else. And for the rest of the week, Cameron had uh, grabbed that, that bottle without us knowing and uh, filled it up with water. So he was able to continue his hydration pattern with, without, uh, and everyone thought he was, he was drinking like the rest of us were, but uh, little were they to know that he was he was uh, still getting hydrated the way he wanted to. <laughs> well, it sounds like if he's got a cause, he's going to see it through. Oh, he's that—that that was the one thing about him. You could, if he wanted to do something, there was nothing that was going to stand in his way. He was—he was, he was going to do everything in his power to make sure he achieved that goal. It sounds like a real role model. Oh, definitely. And that's that's the real um, thing we're trying to push with anyone that will listen uh, to what we have to say, whether it's going out to a school and teaching kids about the importance of having a goal and focusing on, on what you need to do to achieve that. Or, or even if it's going out to... We've got a few partnerships with football clubs around the, the country where it's recognising achievement, whether it be for excellence or just for people that continually put their head down and and do the best that they can. So it's it's sort of sharing sharing Cameron's story with whoever will listen. And mm -hmm. if we get one person, if we go and see a group of kids, um, uh, the leaders of tomorrow, if we go out and see a group of kids and we get one person walking away from that, that has a different outlook on what they need to do, I think we've done our job. So that's, it really makes us very proud to hear uh, that Cameron's story has made a difference on someone's life. Yeah, I, I can I can really hear that. You sound very passionate about this, and that's really great to hear. Yeah, thanks. It's a it's a pretty pretty. Uh, the further we go along our journey with with Cam's cause, the more passionate we become with uh, with what we're trying to do. We, we're developing um, some pretty strong connections with the guys at a Second Commando Regiment, and seeing that some of the work they're doing there is it's just it makes us feel really glad for being part of what we're doing and gets us more proactive in, in seeing how we can become involved in helping them further. Great. So do you guys just donate money or do you actually get involved in like activities and that kind of thing? Essentially, we we do a lot of fundraising activities. We advocate on behalf of CAMS cause with the different associations. Like We've got a, a, an association with the Court of Canada's Football Club, which Cameron was involved with as a, a junior footballer. So there's there's an award that's named in his honour once a year. So we'll go along to their presentation night and have a bit of a chat to the, the young guys there who are at a very, very interesting part of their lives where they're you know approaching adulthood and they've got a, a, an opportunity to be drafted into the AFL and have their... Uh, pretty much have their lives turned on their heads. And there's, there's a variety of other opportunities that we have to talk to other associations and tell Cameron's story. But in, in regard to the commando regiment themselves, we sort of let them do their work and we consult with one or two 
representatives, I guess, to see how we can best help them. Yep. And at this and at this point, it's it's about helping the guys, guys and girls, commandos come back from service and are affected in one way or another, whether it be physically or mentally. And mm. there's a, a rehabilitation facility that they're putting together up there that we're putting a lot of work into. And um, also some wellness camps that are being run to sort of help people manage reintegration. So yep. it's just a, a camp where as a bunch of people go away in a, in a sort of friendly setting and just just do a few activities, whether it be kayaking or fishing or hunting or even just um, simple things like woodworking and that type of stuff and just put them in a situation, send them with some professional help and, and try and get them into a, a better frame of mind or, or, or even, even if it's just recovering from a, a physical injury, um, just little bits and pieces that enable them to return to or sort of detach, I guess, from whatever they have been doing previously. That's fantastic. Sounds like you guys are doing quite a lot to honour Cam. Yeah, well, whatever we can do. It, all, all the people in Cam's cause are volunteers, so sometimes it gets mm-hmm. a little bit um, – we have to manage our time. Uh, all the people in Cam's cause have young families as well, so it's making sure we're managing our time um, the best we can and not getting too overwhelmed, but it's whatever we can do. We're more than happy to help out. And uh, led by Cameron's dad, Doug. He's the mm-hmm. president president of Cam's course. He's he's very passionate about uh, what we're doing and very thankful that we've got the opportunity we have to honour his son's name and his story. Yes, yeah, so I think Doug's pretty... He's a very, very proud man. It's very evident to see uh, where Cameron got all of his pride and values from. It's a, a very lovely family. Oh, it's beautiful. So if people want to learn more about Cam's Cause, where can they go? Uh, Cam's Cause is, I guess, the best place to um, find out is on our website. We've got a lot of uh, information there. It's camscause.org. And we are very active on Facebook as well. So one of the guys, uh, Rick Green, who's a fellow vice president, he's he's very active on the, the social media scene. So he's sharing a lot of things from around the country and don't be scared to uh, to comment and share things with your friends. And if there's ever a question you want to know, just hit Rick up and he'll, he'll get back to you as soon as he can. There you go, guys. Make sure you jump on Facebook and that website. And there is also a book written about Cam's life that you can go find out from your local bookstore as well. That's right. The Commando. Great. I'm just going to add that to my reading list right now. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. No worries at all. Thanks for having us. This podcast was edited, published and produced by the RSLWA. Head to www.rslwa.org.au for other content. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.